This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to the Autocar Podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Pryor, and Steve Cropley. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Matthew. How are you? Very well, thank you, Happy mate. anniversary. Happy anniversary, episode 53. I sort of feel like we ought to have, you know, bunting and, uh, you know, those little kazoo type things with a little paper on the end that kids... Oh, the whistle, <laughs> yeah. ...kids parties, but none of that. So to celebrate the first anniversary of this podcast, Steve and I are going to do exactly the same as we've done for the previous 52, which and- is just chat about our columns and various other car related nonsense for the next half hour or thereabouts uh you can write to us autocar at haymarket.com as matt seaman has done who says last september i ordered a volkswagen id buzz with a view that electric's coming and i may as well jump on board i was told it would take 18 12 to 18 months to arrive and um fast forward to last week but a, and a phone call tells me november is the due date now, I'm not so sure I want it, says Matt. I always try to buy wisely so I don't lose too much money, but I read stories read stories about second-hand values uh, going down, insurance costs rising, plus the worry of buying old tech, which we'll touch on in a minute because that's in your column yeah. uh, too, isn't it? Maybe I'm just getting cold feet, but the question is, if you were in the market to spend a few quid of your own money on an ID buzz, would you do so? For reference, I own a Defender with all the bits and love it, but it's coming up to three years old. It is diesel and out of warranty soon. Usage-wise, I rarely do large mileage in a day, have off-road parking, and can get a charger installed at home slash work, so there will be virtually no public charging. Yeah, yeah. Would you buy it? Well, I reckon there are two things here. There's mm. the, is the ID Buzz still a desirable machine? Yeah. And there's the money aspect, isn't there? You know, we do know that... Uh, that you know, new EVs are not in the demand they were in, yeah. etc. On the on the actual choice of an ID buzz, I I just am not that keen on the size and heaviness of the car, given that it can't do any more than a normal five seat hatchback. 
yeah. which which I think is just easier to propel and a bit mm. lighter and all that. So I I, I love the ID bars. I'm not knocking it at all. I think it's a beautiful extension of the lovely design, isn't it? Yeah, piece of, good piece of work. Yeah, but I would have trouble buying it for myself. Mm. And I am in the market for some sort of EV, as you know. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is the 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 financial aspects of at, of the moment. And that wouldn't deter me at all. I wouldn't yeah. care a damn. I just, yeah. I, I am always motivated by the same feeling. Do I want it? Yes or no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if, if he comes to no- November and it's a, you know, if, 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 if it's a no, then, you know, just tell him. Yeah. So nice. But I mean, it's a lovely product, isn't it? I think it is. But, it is, but I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, our concerns are not be are, are not necessarily that it's an EV. The concern is the fact that it's got a big frontal area and yeah. it's no more practical than a, big hatchback yeah really, i guess that is my that that that's really my yeah yeah um you say in your column you find yourself siding with 20 percent of respondents to an uh some aa research suggesting that people are worried about committing to an ev uh, and being left behind left behind by advancing tech with damaging results to residuals it is um I mean, you know, advancing tech is a good thing, but it is a it is a concern that people have, isn't it, of yeah. buying the old thing? Yeah, there was an AA um, piece of research that came out uh, done by AA leasing, so mm. highly biased. Mm. They were they're saying tech is advancing. People are worried about the uh, being left behind. Ergo, the thing to do is to uh, lease a car, and oh, about the time it goes out of fashion, you give it you back. You just hand it over, which, hand it back. Which it appeals to me, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think of that as a, you know, it's highly wasteful, people will tell you. But yeah. on the other hand, it's um, it gets you out of a hole. Yeah, I found it. So my, my, my lad's got this, uh, I don't know, 15-year-old Mazda 2, as you know. It's got 150,000 miles on it. Still does decent economy. But we just spent a 1,000 quid at the garage because it needed a new clutch and uh, a new radiator. And I suppose if you think, well, actually, if you a new car is a to lease it would be a couple of hundred pounds a month, and you never own any problem with it. Mm. You, I mean, it's, it is more wasteful. It's not how I like to own cars. No. but you can see why people do You've it. Never done it, and you just no, I've never done it. But <laughs> you can see why people do. They just because it, then they don't. They think of it like a mobile phone or a gas bill or whatever. You just pay it and forget about yeah, it. Yeah, the problem goes gone. away. And, yeah. and there is the the you're relieved of the disposal problem, mm. which is my the always a horrible part of it for me and and uh, and you have the excitement of the new one yeah uh on with the pod some more you were at salon privé recently me yeah uh, no not salon privé oh uh, no here, here a, we go sorry yes there's a gigantic clash yeah i i went to the concourse of elegance because the steering committee happens to like hampton court mm-hmm. and it's a nice event and we've been there the last few years you see a lot of people you know, it's magnificent cars, you know, just sort of make your eyes water. Yeah. But just down the road at, at Blenheim was um was Salon Prefet. Was Salon Prefet. Which I can't for the it life of me figure out why they clashed year, didn't every Because we talked about this and I didn't know that they clashed. And they, it seems like it's a deliberate... Yeah. It well, seems like they're... Yeah, there's some, they, some they really sort of bloody-minded yeah. uh, uh, idea. Why, why the hell not separate them? You know, yeah. just six weeks apart, perfect. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what do I know? But, but what do we know? <laughs> what do we know? What do we know? Uh, but, um, uh, and the other thing is there was an excellent thing called, at Bister Heritage called Radwood. Which, oh, yeah. Which 
seems to be related to the Festival of the Unexceptional in that it's for um, 80s and 90s cars. The the wood is a, is a use of the good wood aspect. And oh, rad is a, is, is a radical... Yeah, is an expression of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rad would... I remember from my skateboarding days, there was rad or something. Yes. And... and uh, but I think Radwood extends to lifestyle stuff. So you show up in your 80s and 90s clobber. You know, yeah. you, you, I wouldn't have a faintest idea what the Well, hell I like. might still have some, mate, probably, to be honest <laughs> with you. Some sort of, you know, slightly, uh, yeah, sort of psychedelic, psychedelic T-shirts or, you know, the, the early hoodies, as I remember. <laughs> I yeah. want to see this. There's a shop in Banbury, not far from here, that my kids tell me about, which, uh, which sells 80s and 90s retro clothing. I'm really excited to go. I'm yeah. not going to buy a shell suit, but some of the T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. Yeah, they're actually, funnily enough, trainers. I'm about to write in my column. I've, one of my friends, his son, has set up a, a similar business, oh, which, really? I went, which I visited. And, yeah. and uh, there were all these terrific, uh, you know, Cedrone BXs for sale and old, <laughs> so, you know, sort of um, Suzuki 90s, Suzuki K cars and things. It was, it was terrific. So yeah, this, is, this is the revival for those of us who are... Of, well, of my era plus a bit later, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. This is the, you know, in, in the, <laughs> I think I've joked or written about this in my column once before. Instead of instead of the revival being cars from the 60s and everybody in tweed, you know, yeah. you'd have a bunch of touring cars yeah. racing around Cavalier versus Volvo 850 versus, you know, and we'd all be standing on the sides in T-shirts and swap Chelsea's. That and is that's it. Chelsea's. Like, perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I was offered from out of this came uh, the the offer of a two thousand pound Citroen BX in oh, really? order, oh. and and I must say it's an enticing thought. I'm, mm. I mean, I don't think I'm going to do it, but because I, I well, I, uh, you were looking for a car for the festival of the unexceptional, weren't and, you? Yeah, and it, and it might have done the job, but mm. the oh god, I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> but but this. This whole idea of, I mean, a Citroen BX is a great car to, to me to, to uh, preserve and to yeah. knowing that there's a, there's a whole uh, genre, the old kind of society that now is starting to surround such cars. It, that's really good news to me. Yeah. I wish, I'm so, really sorry to miss that. I, I think it would have been good. That would have been cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. That, well, I, it's, yes. And, uh, it's, you know, we're looking at C-type Jaguars and Ferrari 250 LMs and all that, but would have been a whole lot more relevant to me, to be honest. Yeah, that's quite cool. I never drove a BX. They were just a bit before my time, but they were quite good, weren't they? they were yeah, yeah, I owned, a, I owned a 16 TRS. Ooh, yeah. And, and uh, in fact, the first date I ever went on the steering committee was a trip to Ireland mm. to watch a friend of ours race a Renault 5 Turbo at Mondello Park in Ireland. Oh. And we took a 16 GTI. Oh. No, sorry, a BX GTI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good car. That's cool. Oh, yeah, I remember. Re- I remember reading. I remember seeing them on the road at the time and thinking, "Crikey, that is a striking-looking yeah. car as well." Gandini car, yeah. uh, body. Yeah, brilliant car. Actually, I should, you know, two grand. I should do it. Shouldn't well, I? Is it the space that's worrying you, or the time, just, or the use? Yeah, whether on whether, you'd use whether it. I'd actually ever get in the thing and yeah. twist the key. You need a, that is why people like us need events to go to. Yeah, I think because you then yeah. have to use a vehicle. But I'm not going to miss this next year, it, mm. even if it clashes with the uh, the um, 
you know, mega concourse, I'm still going to go, I think, because it, yeah. it just seems such a damn good idea to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I like it, and it's, yes, I haven't been, I was away. Like, and and but just up the road just from up yourself, from of me. course. Yeah, I like any event that is three miles from <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, your Bentley Flying Spur that you've been running for a while has returned to its maker. Yeah, the uh, they came and got it. They were three years, everybody forgot what the date of delivery was it was supposed right. to go back after three months and it's mm. gone back after three months and three we- three weeks so um lucky me you know yeah. um fantastic car and all that but uh, um you will understand you know i think anyone will understand that there's a certain amount of if it's not your car there's a certain amount of relief in giving such a machine oh, back because yeah. it was magnificent in in all the ways it's supposed to be magnificent mm. not good at all sorts of motoring but fantastic at what it's good at yeah and and so we had a great time did about four thousand miles you know didn't take long <laughs> uh and the, the great thing was that i was able to give it back without so much as a mark a scratch a on on any well of the the alloy wheels which were five thousand pound option oh, well done well done i did not manage that with the alpina d3s that has recently returned but oh. it wasn't my fault it was uh-huh. a uh, pothole nick not a curb nick. oh really and there's not i mean you could do a certain amount to, about those but in the middle of the night when they appear oh. on a b road there's not a lot you can no just you can do but it, it makes you wonder how big a thwack and you can tell because it's not in the edge of the you know it's not around the uh vertical edge of the rim it's actually you know it's a it was a oh it's a, delivered it's, it's, it has been delivered from underneath yeah. yeah you can tell how brutal some of these some of these must have been a horrible experience that yeah because i i I, if it's the one i think it was which i'm it was the the biggest one it had i was on my way back from gatwick airport at about two in the morning lucky not Uh, time and there's been a road you know motorway closure so i was going back across country and yeah i was and i thought if this goes down i have a very long night ahead of me because it's not like getting a you know if you get a nail in the tire you've got a chance a chance with the goo but if you lose a sidewall to a pile and you've not got a lot of chance of fixing it but yeah well done mate five grand worth of alloys well, to be you, un- the, five grand each no no five grand five grand for the, for the optional titanium blah blah coloured wheels so I suppose the wheels you know if you chuck in the the, the, value, the value of an ordinary wheel yeah. plus the five grand you're talking about you know, oh, three, serious set of alloys yeah well, well anyway it was I gave up worrying about such things, but mm. I was pretty careful. Mm. I do like when we do our Britain's Best Drivers car contests and things like that. I do quite like it at the end of the day when everything goes back in its box, the same shape as when it yeah. arrived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just oh, no yeah. phone calls. No phone calls. Yeah. Now <laughs> I can enjoy the fact that we've just spent three days doing this, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't always during the during the thing. It's less my it's less my responsibility these days. Yeah. Matt Saunders, the road test editor, is in charge of all the booking, isn't? Yeah, get on with it, Matthew. And get on with it. So, <laughs> um, you've been away since we last spoke yeah. to Stockholm. Yeah, it was a it was a place we often go because she, the missus likes it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, she's addicted to to um, trips on steam ferries and they've got a lot of them so we found ourselves most days going somewhere or other on the steam ferry hmm. i didn't drive a car for an entire week well, which is unusual was, in our game isn't it? it sure is it's really strange but i tell you what getting in the duster which i left at at uh, Heathrow, 
was a joy. Just going, you know, M4, traffic, congestion, roadworks. Didn't mind. You know, <laughs> oh, really? Because I, I was just sitting in there feeling this this ridiculously cheap car with such nice steering and a yeah. nice gearbox and all that. And yeah. I thought, God, this is all right. Yeah. I had a car hire lottery on my recent trip away, and the Toyota Corolla or equivalent turned out to be a Ford Focus. Oh, really? Yeah, and I thought, that's a result. And it was a bog-standard, one-litre, mild hybrid EcoBoost. But that's thing. nice. Really nice. Really yeah. good. Yeah, really, really terrific. It just... good In good order? Uh, in, yeah, not bad. One of the tyres was uh, not exactly the same pressure as the others, but it was when I pumped it back up. But it was... And I... It, it was only 25 and the others were 31 so it's it's fine but it, it it improved markedly when i put them all to the same yeah steers really beautifully and it does that thing of you know riding with great composure and really flatness and great body control yeah. but also you run over a, a bump and it just eases it away you know it really rounds off the corners of bumps and things so yeah i was lovely uh, engine Really nice engine, and I just, yeah, yeah I just sort of, you know. I bet that was good. How many miles did you do? Did you do it all the miles? Uh, yeah, did, did not, I don't know, probably did 500, maybe. Oh, so, yeah, maybe not that many. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe 500. Did a reasonable amount. And it was, yeah, it was a real pleasure. I'm not sure the family really get it when I'm there going, oh, this steer's so nice to this car. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but you could have got something bigger, couldn't you? <laughs> but I get, uh, it's a it does give you a pause doesn't it because mm. that's the base that's been the baseline car that everybody's most people have been able to afford for a long time it's yeah. about to disappear yeah and they better do a good job of the next one hadn't yeah, they, they because better. yeah because, because we have mentioned rec- a couple of times recently how they're not necessarily on their a game with some of their recent cars no and yeah it was a reminder that they can still do it properly for me yeah i just thought oh this is good this is really pleasant to drive and i don't I, I gave a small uh, sort of whoop of joy in the Europe car <laughs> queuing desk when uh, she, she said, right, I'll just go away and choose what your car will be. She came back. I said, what is it? She said, full focus. I went, oh, my favourite. Perfect. Thank you. That is that. terrific, isn't yeah. it? How many in the party? Oh, five of us. So, yeah, uh, the missus and three nippers, well, two nippers plus one's girlfriend. And yeah. it's perfectly big enough for all of us. It's cool. Yeah, yeah really cool. Uh, I mentioned Stockholm because of... Um, you mentioned there are lots of hybrids and EVs out there. Yeah, just uh, we did the thing dopey people do, which is just to just stand on a corner and count uh, a, a finite number of cars, 20, mm. and nine were EVs or hybrids and, and uh, 11 weren't. And that seemed like a high number to me. Mm. Admittedly, Stockholm has got a... Um, has a congestion charge. Apparently, you pay mm. a tenner to come into it. The zone where we were but yeah. hell of a lot of the taxis as well are evs now i mean it's it's spreading yeah yeah and so they they're pretty they're pretty advanced and all that and the other thing is that these seem i don't know i'll probably be shouted down about this but it always seemed to me that there were places where people could park i was mm. amazed does help <laughs> yeah i think um steve and i are going to take a short break we'll come back with more congestion related stuff in just a moment what car would you buy if you could buy any car what car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands what car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers what car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks 
And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to My Week in Cars. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. And we have had a note about this. Uh, the ULES, the London Ultralow Emission Zone, came into force recently. We had a note saying, as well as buying a new car, you could buy a car over 40 years old because they are, they too, I mean, delivery trucks and things are, I think are, are not included in this. So if you buy a truck, you still got to pay it that's over yeah. 40 but if you buy a car that is over 40 or a motorcycle i think you are exempt because it's a classic and therefore they figure you won't use it very much and it's not really going to contribute a great deal to um air quality so therefore in the same way that road fund license is free for old cars so they don't pay the ULES. however says our correspondent um a car of sort of 1983 could still be a viable daily. You could use one, wouldn't you? What would it be? What What would the ideal 40-year-old plus daily ULES compliant car be? Well, for me, for me, mm. I, because I haven't got children to carry and all that, I I just, it, it's a really interesting question. This, it I, is, I, I hope we, we hear from some some listeners, readers about this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It, because it's, yeah. A, it's a whole thread, that, I reckon. Mm. But the car that came into my head was a Capri 2.8i. Mm. Which I, if I could afford it, I think they're pricey now. Mm. But as long as I could find a, a, a fit one and it wasn't ridiculous money, I think I'd enjoy driving it still. Yeah. Because it was a meaty engine, nice gearbox, and it sort of conforms with the things that you and I like, which is, you know, lightweight and, and low frontal area. Mm. So I think it wouldn't be the most efficient engine in the world, but it, you, you might even get a reasonable economy out of it. Yeah. The, uh, and it's just started because it's a rolling 40-year exemption, isn't it? The tax exemption and stuff like that. And we're just starting to get into an era of much improved corrosion resistance. Yeah, that's true. As the yeah. 80s turns into the 90s, you know, <coughs> yeah, for the next four, three, four, five years. What about you, though, mate? Come on. Uh, when did Audi introduce its galvanised bodywork? Was that oh. as early as that? Because it would really? be... My old man had an Audi 90 with a five-cylinder engine in it. forget what year it was, but it must have been. Oh, but failing that, you could later. go for an 80, couldn't you? You could go for an 80, something like that. Yeah, I, but I don't know. I, or that or, um, you know, an MG, an MGB. Yeah. I really like, really like MGBs. Yeah. I've got a real soft spot for them. Uh, and but yeah, the, I think that you need something that will start and run. And I'm... I, the, the email mentioning this I cannot find so I can't find our correspondent's name so I'm very sorry about that but he says probably presumably Japanese you think well yeah maybe maybe but it's just when you get to that age it's the rot is the worry I it's suppose issue, isn't it? is the yeah. issue yeah well the great thing about MGB is that you can buy every single component can't you yeah you just build another one you just build another yeah exactly <laughs> and it's they're rotten through well and they were you pretty... just get a heritage shell and that's it you just transfer everything to the new one yeah so yeah, I think that, and I just got a real good-looking car, aren't they? And they just—I've got a Sound little soft spot yeah. for them. Yeah, even well packaged. We, we've we've had this discussion before. That mm. <clears throat> I think it's a—I think it's a bit of a good car. Would you go for a drop top? No, I, I prefer the look of the coupe, and I think you could—I quite like stiffening cars up with a roll cage. So I think you could do that quite nicely. Yeah. Um, 
oh, yeah, oh, is it, what else is there? So we're sort of five years away from a Mazda MX-5 becoming yeah. a 40-year-old car, which I, was I, which I find is astonishing. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just found myself thinking Fords because mm. even the Sierra became a good car. Yes, it did. Uh, you know, remember what a nail the, the, the Cortina, the outgoing yeah. Cortina was. And then, you know, they became a car you could drive, I thought. Yeah. And, you know, if I could find a good one of them. Yeah. And you'd get parts, wouldn't you? You know? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, should we talk my column briefly? Yeah, good idea. We mentioned the other week uh, subscriptions for cars, subscriptions on services. Oh, yeah. And I've had quite a lot of letters about it. Most people saying, yeah, quite right, don't like this at all. And one or two going, yeah, I don't know, I don't mind it. Be, if you think about it this way, if you think about it like that. I did a bit of that. And it just, that sort of the, you know, these, you get these really elegant arguments for it. And I just <laughs> think, yeah, but come on. It's not, you know, it's not quite the same. But, um, yeah, my analogy would be a house builder builds 10,000 houses. And he builds them all the same way because it's easier than asking to the builders and plumbers to, desert, to to build houses, half of them with an ensuite bathroom and half of them without. Yeah. So you buy it and you move in. You go, what does that door do? And <laughs> the, the developer goes, well, that's the ensuite bathroom. <clears throat> Didn't realise it had one. Well, if you pay me £30 a month in perpetuity, you can use it. And I just think, it just anyway, it riles me. But BMW has... Um, James Atwood, our um, magazine editor, asked somebody at BMW um, at the Munich Motor Show about subscription services. And he said they are no longer going to do it for things that are hardware related in the car. So if the kit is in the car, then you've got it in the car. Right. And he said, um, the, phrase he, the phrase he used, he said, look, you know, people feel like they've already bought it. They, they haven't, but that's how they feel. So that's the reality. Yeah. And I... You know, I disagree with them that they haven't. I yeah. think they have. You know, I am one of these people who thinks they have paid for it if it's there. Yeah. So they're no longer going to do that. I think you can still get some software-related subscription stuff where you download, um, I don't know, high beam headlights or some sat yeah. extras or stuff like that. Or, but if the uh, maybe not high beam auto high beam headlights. But anyway, if the if the physical kit is in the car, you'll get the physical. Right. Kit. Okay. So, we, I mean, we are used to downloading things and paying, aren't we? So, yeah. you know, through the phone and through yeah. the laptop and all that. Yeah. So that does sound a bit, bit more sensible. It I love your, the bit in your column about uh, there being, uh, you know, if, if they the builders persisted with this, there would be, a, <laughs> you know, thousands of kicked in doors. Kicked in doors, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I think the, it's, the, it's the idea that once you've bought it, they still want to retain some kind of ownership of it. Yeah. And that's where it gets me that's where it really gets me and maybe it's my age maybe younger people don't worry about it so much when they do a higher purchase or phone contract purchase and stuff like that but i'm of the school of thought that i have now paid for this and yeah. it is mine and i don't that's... think it's an age thing i think it's about it's it's a notion of fairness isn't it you know you you, you young people like fairness just as much as old yeah, people yeah 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 well yeah <laughs> in fact quite often sometimes more so you would so i yeah. i i think they'd be they, they'd They'd no. be right on side with you. Not that you're old. I'm old. You're not. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there, mate. It's, <laughs> I've, I've now given up searching for uh, when does middle age start oh. <laughs> and finding a year older than mine. I can, I can no longer do it. Um, <laughs> not relevant. I've had a letter from uh, the esteemed historian and author Carl Ludwigson oh, right. about supercars. 
because I said uh, I'd searched through the archive for the origin of the term supercars. And um, the earliest mention in Autocar in editorial was 1921. It was mentioned in an advert a few years earlier than that. But in um, Carl Ludwigson's biography of Real, Reed Railton, the engineer and um, designer, he found that it was also in the motor, which was later incorporated into Autocar, um, in 1921, um, of a road test of the Leyland 8, which Reed Railton had helped engineer and design. And in the motor, in a headline, they did call it a supercar. Mm. So that's the first specific <clears throat> mention of a, of a specific model that we that I know of now. So, you can see why they, they applied the label, can't you? you, yeah. have you the car is in, the surviving car is in the British Motor Museum. Oh, and, is it? And it's, it's about, you know, it's a, it's a car that's about, I don't know, 17 or 18 feet long. Yeah. And there's got, it's got a cockpit that would <clears throat> um, be a fair bit smaller than a Mazda MX-5 and the rest of it is engine. <laughs> the and there's this it's, huge donkey out the front. It's Britain's really. first straight eight engine, isn't it? I think, at the, at the, is that, I, I, I think my understanding is. Well, and it, it was, <clears throat> they had it um, in bits in the BMM a while ago and they invite people in to do a tour of the workshop and there it was oh, revealed yes. and the, yeah this uh this almighty engine you stood you stood at one end of the engine in a kind of vanishing point thing <laughs> did we talk about this before and is it is, are they going to run it or have they run it is that i think the plan is to it, it used to run i think but the the internals were <clears throat> pretty corroded by coolant right. or some such and then mm. you, you know back in the day but uh, the plan is to run it, i believe <laughs> that's cool it would be great that would be great yeah and uh Reed Railton's gaffer at Leyland at the time, uh, JG Parry Thomas. That's him. Um, yeah. He did, he did, he left Leyland, built a special based on the Leyland date, and it lapped Brooklyn's at pretty much 130 miles an hour. Wow. Well, so, I mean, they're quite, no thanks, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. God. Um, talking of uh, large engines on things, a BMW R18 has arrived at the office. Yeah, I know we're a car mag, not a motorbike mag, but forgive us this one for. We well, it's just oh god, it's <laughs> it's just such a superb thing. BMW is a hundred years old. Mm -hmm. They started um, <clears throat> very early in their time. They they started building flat twin engines, motorcycle and aero engines, I think. Mm. Uh, and um, um, this motorbike, which is an eighteen hundred cc two cylinder uh, bike sets out to to commemorate the centenary and so they're very keen to to for people like us who have the license to have a go on it just not not really to sell motorcycles but for historical reasons mm. and they've lobbed one on us and lo and behold there it is it's got this massive engine with the as i noted somewhere the 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 piston size is about the same as a big block chevy <laughs> But it doesn't shake. It's really, really? interesting. We, you, I don't think you've ridden it yet. No, not yet. Not yet. I saw it uh, the other day when I popped into the office to Definitely collect a need car. To go. And I thought, I've got, I have to ride that. Yeah. yeah. I have to ride that. The complication is, of course, that Simon Saunders is also loaned as an aerial ace at the moment. Which, which is at your gaff. No, it's in, oh, it's in uh, the office. No, 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 it isn't at my gaff. Yeah, but I'm, we're going to swap it, aren't we? Yes, we'll, yes, we'll find a way. I will ride to you next pod. Yeah. And I'll leave my bike. V4, 1200, 180 horsepower. That's too much for me. 
Well, it, it, it is if you use it all, but, yeah. but if you just tickle it, it's just lovely. Yeah. And the way it steers and handles, boy, it's yeah. pretty... And, it, and to, to, it, to overlay everything, it's got the world's most comfortable saddle. So... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I'm nice. looking forward to you having a go oh, on both of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Forgive us. Yeah, me Chaps, too. But... But yes, yeah. Well, back to cars, sort of, quadricycles. <laughs> You're about to spend some time in a Citroen Ami, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I was going to... It's interesting. There's a bloke in our locality in uh, uh, Swindon, near me, mm-hmm. um, who's got an Ami and does a bit of local driving. And I thought, well, as the bloke that's, that's never taken up the offer to borrow one from Citroen, I'm gonna, now going to do it. So I, I duly did that, <clears throat> and then I had a bit of a rethink about the roads around us. So I'm going to borrow it in in London, I think, mm. because you know no car, no conveyance was ever better at 20 miles an hour than the, than a Citroen Ami. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of 20 miles an hour around where I hang out in London. So mm. yeah, and in your yes, in in the Cotswolds, and certainly around here, uh, when I've had an Ami here. That has been problematic. Be you scary know. just coming out oh, of your drive, isn't it? You know, it's a 50 mile an hour road outside the drive, yeah. and it is then, I don't know, four miles into the nearest town. Yeah. And I have, yes, I've pulled out and been in that three or four miles into town, I've pulled into laybys to let traffic pass. Yeah. yeah. Because you just are a rolling roadblock. Yeah. You know, it's, and I mean, it's I guess, unsettling. you know, part of our job is to test these things in the conditions for which they yeah. were intended and. That isn't the the yeah, no, it's not, not it's here. not built for here. No, it's not built for no. places like this. Um, so I sort of slightly changed my tune, but I, yeah. I am going to still do a couple of weeks in the car. But I, I'm going to use it where appropriate. Yeah. The last time I was in one was with the departed boss of Citroen, bloke called Vincent Cobby or mm. Cobbe, yeah. who who was um, a proper pirate of a driver, and he, you know, <laughs> we're basically doing. Doing laps of the Eiffel Tower in the wrong direction, you know, in sort of the wrong way up a one-way street, because that suited the photography. Excellent. I did like him. I've got to say, I hope he emerges somewhere else oh, that we too. will still talk to him, because I really enjoyed. It, yeah, we don't want him running a, a, a kind of oh, kitchen appliances so company. No, or exactly. That. Yeah, being a yeah fireplace salesman, you don't want that. There, you want <laughs> so you want him to be still around. Uh, can we talk? Very, let's let's finish very quickly. Very last bit of my column. I've had. Three very good, well, very good. I've had three good customer experiences recently. So I, I wanted to extend um, a hire car by a good few hours and I dropped them a note, this Europe car agent, uh, first thing in the morning and said, oh, can I bring this car back instead of mid-afternoon? Can I bring it back much later and let me know what the charge would be if that's possible? And they wrote back and went, yeah, just bring it back. No charge. Wow. And that was on the more, you know, it was on the Saturday morning. Wow! And I just, I sort of made a bit of the balls up about flight times and stuff. Yeah. So I just, you know, I just said, look, you know, can I hang on to it? Yeah, no bother. Don't worry about it. Absolutely fine. And I thought there could you, be another day's charge. Are we naming on. them? Yeah, Europe car. Yeah, yeah. Really, I was really impressed. Yeah, I was really impressed by that. But also recently, I have this year, I have overturned two parking private park private car park uh, penalty notices. And I don't know, mate. I, I did not with good with 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 perfectly good reason. The yeah. first one, um, neither of them were me. The first one, the driver turned up, tried to use the uh, tried to download the app, didn't didn't work. Tried to make a phone call to the um, to the to the parking place, to the number on the board, number yeah. on the sign. His card wouldn't 
accept it or yeah, one way one way is uh, his bank thought that this could be a fraudulent transfer, so basically oh, okay. wouldn't make the the payment, wouldn't yeah. approve the payment. So left the car park outside the five minutes you get to put the payment in, to make the payment or whatever. So anyway, they send through a penalty notice, which is, yeah, they obviously think he's gone in, parked the car, run into the shop, come yeah. out, driven off. Yeah. But anyway, you explain and go, look, here it is. And by the way, here is the phone record that says he called this number, he yeah. tried, so... How about it? And they went, yeah, of course. Sorry. Actually, they don't say sorry. Do they? <laughs> they just say this has been dropped. Yeah, that's fine. But I would have, I would have argued the case for that for a very long time. You know, I would have taken that all, you know, as yeah, far yeah. as it was meant to be, because he absolutely intended to pay the charge, and when he couldn't, he left. Yeah. Second one was in a, an NCP car park, and again, downloaded the app, clicked the right thing, pressed the payment, but had clicked the payment to pay in a car park on the other side of town other than the one he was in so in both cases good intentions to pay and has failed and I sort of thought well they might so that was NCP and I thought well they might say well okay there's a 10 quid admin charge or whatever but anyway they wrote back and said yeah okay fine no problem that's been cancelled too and I just think well has has there's probably there's probably a bit of a better bigger story about this rather than just something tapped onto the end of my column about one how easy it should be to pay to make payments in car parks yeah if you are dyslexic or sight impaired yeah is it you know how easy is it to make a payment to a provider of a service yeah. should it be i say sight impaired it's less likely you'll be driving if you're sight impaired yeah. but you know no. near, near sighted people yeah drive sure, cars, sure. But you're still you know just if you're just not altogether you know if you're not altogether you know, it, it assumes a level of technical competence, IT competence a lot of people that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. So should there be a car park payment machine in every car park to make it simpler? Should you have to download an app? Should you have to make a phone call? Yeah. Because my understanding is in both of these car parks, there was no payment machine. Yeah. So maybe there should be, maybe there should be yeah. a simple payment machine. In every yeah, I, I, I think simplifying payment's really important, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. A similar customer experience, though, just just going to Stockholm, we mm. parked at Heathrow. You parked a long time ahead in order to pay the, you know, the the low price. Um, realized that I had um, set our entry time a bit late for the we could, for the chaos of an airport. So mm. I thought, I'll I'll just move it down an hour. You know, sort of ten o'clock instead of eleven o'clock. Went on the visit revisited the electronics you know mm-hmm. um, and said i want to arrive at 10 o'clock what's the extra charge and they for some mysterious reason i got a refund <laughs> <laughs> nine pounds oh, went back. into my bank account excellent. for some reason excellent well, i don't know why but keep doing that every day when you're away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that's good uh, yeah so I, but I, anyway i just i expected a lot more angst over all of these things and i got none you know yeah. the first response was yeah fine yeah, and I wonder if that's, I don't know, is customer service improving or is, is it coincidence? Did I just get lucky or I don't know. You must be, they just must know you're a nice bloke. <laughs> oh, you're very good. You're very good. Um, well, that wraps that up for episode 53. We will be back this time next week, Steve and I. In the meantime, you can, um, I haven't talked, I haven't plugged the uh Autocar Archive this week. Not once. Not once. But if you search Autocar Archive online, you will find the Autocar Archive links to it. It is 
a world unique resource. So we know. fabulous. You can also find Autocar over at autocar.co.uk or in print uh, in newsagents or on subscription um, every Wednesday as it has been published since 1895. Thanks, Steve. Cheers, mate. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.